0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Between the BS. You could be anywhere in the world today, and you're with me. Not really sure why, but I thank you for that. Um, I'm coming to you live after what can only be called the biggest upset in college basketball history. I don't, I don't even know if that's a debate. I don't know if I have to argue that point, really. Um, a 16 seed. University of Maryland, Baltimore County. It was their first appearance ever in the NCAA tournament. And um, they started out with a bang. Upset number one seed Virginia. Not just upset them. Uh, Bash their brains in. Won by 20 points. Sorry, a little bit of indigestion there. 74 to 54. Uh absolutely insane. They were tied at halftime. I believe it was 22 to 22. Uh, I remember telling my dad, we were watching the Syracuse game together. And, um, when I saw a 16 seed was tied for the one seed at half, I just thought, ah, that's kind of funny, you know, and told my dad, maybe they can keep up with them, you know, just give them a game, give them a scare. And then uh, when the second half started, my dad said, Oh, well they're up five right now in the first minute or two of the half. And so we flipped over to that game and never turned it off after that. I instantly became the biggest UMBC fan probably in America. Um, almost lost my voice jumping up and down. Woke up the neighbors. Ran all, I mean, you know, all that stuff. I was going absolutely bonkers for UMBC. And... I, I think a lot of people probably were just to see history. I just want to see history be made. You know, um, I didn't even cheer that hard for Tennessee and that's, that's where I go to school. Um, it's where I've grown up. I, I don't know if that's a sad thing to say, but I definitely cheered harder for UMBC just to see that happen. Even when they were up 16, they, I think they were up 16 with like 12 minutes to go in the second half and kept that lead around there. Uh, for most most of the game, uh, most of the remaining time, I think it got down to twelve points at one time, and even twelve points, it felt way too close to me. I mean, it was a sixteen seed up, but I just kept thinking, "This, there's no way this is going to happen. This, this isn't happening because it's never happened before." Um, I think sixteen seed versus one seeds in NCAA history was like zero and one thirty four before, and now it's one and one thirty four. It's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. I mean, some people would have never even expected this to happen in our lifetime, in humanity's lifetime, ever. I mean, we just didn't think this would happen. Cubs winning the World Series was a meme after so long, but this wasn't even a thought. If you would have told people this morning, like, hey, a 16 seed's going to win this year. They probably would have taken you up on a bet. Even the coach of UMBC might have done that. Maybe not that far, but pretty far. Um, one of the bench players probably would have taken you up on it for a good amount of money. So it's just, what would you call appalling, I guess I would say, to see. I'm, I'm in shock right now, as I think we all are. I'm sure you're going to hear a lot about this over the next 24 hours. So I doubt you want to hear me ramble about it too much. It's gonna get over overplayed, but as it should. I mean, this is like I say, it's insane. It's it's something in sports that um, I saw one time almost happen. Uh, UNC Asheville versus Syracuse. I think it was my freshman or sophomore year of high school, uh, and I knew JP Prim was the point guard on that team, scored like 36-38 points, and I was cheering my heart out for them too, especially to see a kid from Dixon. Upset a one seed that would have been twice as amazing, but this is equally as awesome. Especially since it actually happened. Um, yeah, just just bash their brains in. Basically, twenty. I, I, I'm still taking it in. Um, but as I say, I won't ramble on it anymore. Kind of go ahead and go on because I know it'll be on ESPN, Fox, everything, even normal local channels, news channels will be talking about this. Everybody will. I, I couldn't stop talking about it on Twitter right after. I mean, it's just, anyways, so incredible history made. I'm glad I got to see it be made live. Glad I didn't sleep on that. And, um, the only th- way that this is going to get crazier is when UMBC makes it to the sweet 16. Cause that's, that's very possible. I mean, they're playing Kansas state next round. And if you can beat number one Virginia, who can you not beat? Kansas State? And were they a nine seed? Beat Creighton? I mean, uh, it's, it's insane to think about. But honestly, if they can beat Virginia, there's no reason they can't make it to the Sweet 16. And that alone would be insane. If the first 16 seed ever upset a one seed got to the Sweet 16, they would probably be playing Kentucky, if I had to say, we're really talking ahead here in the future, but if Kentucky can beat Buffalo, they'd be playing Kentucky, which basically gives Kentucky an easy path to the Elite Eight. I mean, there's no reason they shouldn't make it there. The best team they have a chance of playing is Kansas State. I'm happy to see it for the SEC, I guess. You know, I wish it wasn't Kentucky. I wish, um, honestly, you know, now Tennessee's on that side. But I am glad to see this is even in Tennessee's part of the bracket. Um, glad to see the one seat eliminated because if Tennessee can win their game today, basically it's today. I mean, it's midnight right now. If Tennessee can win their game today um, and beat Cincinnati, then they'll be playing, you know, either Kentucky, K State. I mean, it's a lot of possibilities. But I would love to see this UMBC team go as far as possible. I will be cheering my heart out for them for the re- for the remainder of the tournament. Even if that's just Sunday, I think a lot of people just became UMBC fans and didn't even know what that stood for 24 hours ago. So this is the definition of a Cinderella story. The definition. Like I said, moving on. To something that I was super excited to see today, the new Avengers Infinity War trailer. Won't touch on this too long either, because to me it's pointless to talk 20 minutes about a two-minute trailer. But, were some really cool parts in there, um, such as Cap possibly. We're maybe getting to see the moment where Cap gets killed by Thanos towards the end of the trailer, right before the title sequence opens up. That was really cool. Spider-Man's part of the trailers were awesome, uh, especially the very end where he's dodging all the debris. And the moment uh, when you first see him and he's hanging on the side of the school bus, putting on his mask and then um, swinging under the bridge, his iron spider suit looks awesome. So I definitely say Spider-Man was the highlight of this trailer to me. Uh, Some interesting notes. I want to hit Chris Pratt, and the Robert Downey Jr., I think that is going to work so well during the movie. But in the trailer, I like Chris Pratt's line, Star-Lord's line, um, Peter Quill's line. But the way Robert Downey Jr. responds, it was just like, wow. I guess I expected something a little more smart aleck, a little more, I don't know, just good Humor. From Tony Stark. But I didn't really get that. So that was just the one part that everybody talked about. I didn't think it was that great part of the trailer. But I do think those two characters together in the movie, they're going to be perfect together. I mean, it's just a match made in heaven. Other parts of the trailer. I've heard rumors that, because I think Thanos looks really good. I like him with his outfit, him with the helmet on. Um, I know some people are complaining about the CGI I think it looks as good as it can for 2018. You know, maybe 20 years from now, it'll look even more real. But I think it looks really good. Um, I love Thanos, all of his lines, especially when he says, uh, I hope that they remember you, talking about humanity. Um, that's just really a badass line. This is looks much darker, of course, than the other Avengers trailers or any other Marvel movies. But it's because this is the culmination of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This is what we've been building towards for Damn near 15 years. Um, So it's been a long time coming and people are going to die. So they definitely have to build up the darkness of it. And I really like that. Um, One thing I didn't expect that we saw was um, probably the darkest moment of the trailer to me. Was when we see Doctor Strange getting acupunctured to the face. By, I I don't know who, I don't know what. But I'm guessing that it's some type of magical... Really getting nerdy here. Witchcraft type of guy that to counterbalance, like Thanos talks about balance, to counterbalance Doctor Strange. Because honestly, we've seen what Doctor Strange can do if you saw his movie. And I don't understand how he couldn't beat Thanos on his own unless he had Thanos has somebody to fight against him, just directly made to fight against him. That would make sense to me. And that's what I think we saw when we see Doctor Strange getting tortured. And uh, I really liked to see that. I I didn't expect that, but I really enjoyed that part. Um, I enjoyed torture so much. um, I'm trying to think here. I don't think there were really any other parts of the trailer that were um, just standout moments to me. The theory that I heard was that the whole movie, not the whole entire movie, But the majority of the movie will be coming from Thanos' point of view, his perspective. I think that is awesome. I think that would be a great way to do, like it would be a perfect way, honestly, to do this movie because Thanos has been a player in the background. He's had a couple lines. He had a cameo in Guardians of the Galaxy, but we never saw him get out of his chair. This is the first time we've seen him actually get out of his chair. Um, And I just want to know his motivations I know he wants to destroy things, all villains want to destroy things, but it's their motivations, their personality, all that type of thing that actually build up and make the villain to me. And it's something we haven't really gotten. We've been building towards Thanos, but we don't know much about him. So I do believe the best way for them to do this movie is to come a lot from Thanos' perspective. And I think we see that because a lot of the the only times we really see the Avengers is when they're reacting to an attack by Thanos. So maybe we'll see him attack and see how the uh, Avengers, almost said Revengers, the Avengers defend themselves, what their game plan is, their counterpoints to Thanos. But when we see that flashback with Thanos taking, cannot remember her name right now, green girl on guardians of the galaxy. That's what I'm calling her. Um, We see that flashback of him taking her from her home planet when she's really young. Um, It kind of shows that maybe it could be a flashback of hers, but it could be a flashback of his or just showing something, building up his past, building up who he is. And I think that is the one thing they're going to need to do, because if Thanos is going to be the big villain over these next two movies, and these are the biggest movies in Marvel history, period, there's not an argument about that then they're going to have to make sure he is the best villain. I mean, they really haven't done too many great villains in Black Panther. It was amazing, but I feel like that's almost independent of itself. Um, That's Ryan Coogler, who did such a great job with that. It's not really Kevin Feige or anybody a part of the Marvel team as much. The best thing they've done is Loki, and they've played him out so many times. It was great in... The first Thor, it was great in the first Avengers. And then after that, it just kind of got to where you're you're just playing your best card over and over again. You're not really doing much. You're not adding anything new, any new big villains. There just hasn't been any in the Marvel. That's one thing Marvel doesn't do well a lot of the time. It's villains. So Thanos is the biggest villain. The biggest. So I would love to see them come from his perspective. I want to see him be the best villain possible. Um... And so, yeah, I'm I'm super excited for the movie. Glad they moved it up a week, even though that was definitely a marketing ploy. But we're just about a month and a week away from seeing Avengers Infinity War Part 1. And I couldn't be more excited. It's been a very, very long time coming, as long as my brain can go back almost. Um, So, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see it. I'm sure a lot of you are, too, and I cannot, cannot wait. If you haven't seen the trailer, just go ahead and watch it on YouTube. Not really any huge spoilers if you're afraid of that. Um, I, I hope they don't put out another trailer. I think this is enough. Um, and it, like I say, doesn't give anything away of the storyline. They did a good job. So now moving on to the bulk of this podcast. And this is something that I spent way too much time on, honestly. But I just love whoever did this. Uh, it was the first. I've seen a lot of brackets this year. People have been doing um, this their own spin, their own take on the March Madness bracket. So, for instance, I saw the most annoying sports commentators bracket. And they actually have all 64. It's it's pretty incredible when they fill it up all 64 and take that much time on it. But this was the first one I saw. I printed it out. Like I said, took a lot of time with it. But it's the Kanye Madness bracket. And um, like I say, there are 64 songs here. They even section off four different um, different sections. that's Northwest, uh, Donda, Chicago, and Saint, uh, which is three of them are his kids and one is his mom. And I really like how even they did that. But this bracket was something like I say I took very, very seriously. And I want to just go ahead and hop right into it. I don't want to build it up anymore. But the one thing I do want to say is I do not care about the seats. I don't. I think that um, music, movies, anything like that, um, I don't care about how much it did to the pop culture or what it means to most people because that's, that's literally how you become just A sheep for other people you don't even care about music yourself you're just caring about what everybody else thinks about the music and that's that's not a path I like to go down so I based all these on what would I rather listen to what would I rather play I don't care how big they were at the time or what they meant to the album I'm going based on songs so without any further ado We'll go ahead and start off. I'm going to do the whole Northwest. I'm going to do section by section until I get to the final four on each. I feel like that's a better way to do it. I'm not going to give too much detail. I'm sure this is something that I feel right now. I could listen to this two years from now and call myself a complete idiot, um, which I can't really disagree with right now. But music is something that changes over time. My music appreciation, my taste. I keep saying without further ado, but here we go. In the northwest side of the bracket, number one seed, Can't Tell Me Nothing. Number 16 seed, Amazing. Um, Amazing was definitely one of the highlights for 808s and Heartbreak. I say that, but it's honestly probably the fourth best song on there. Can't Tell Me Nothing, to me, is one of the best songs on graduation. Legendary song, just the way it opens From the very beginning, I knew I was going with Can't Tell Me Nothing. On to 8 and 9 Seed, So Appalled and Never Let Me Down. These are um, two songs that so appalled to me, I'm not a very big fan of. Never Let Me Down was, I think the sample is what did it for me in the beat. Um, There are a lot of good lyrics in there, but it always goes back to the Never Let Me Down sample. And I just enjoy that a lot more. Like I said, not a fan of So Appalled. I gave it to Never Let Me Down. Number five seed, Last Call. Number 12 seed, Hey Mama. Definitely gave that to Hey Mama. I felt like that was a very good emotional song by Kanye. Anytime that he talks about his mom is uh, very deep and introspective. And he gives a lot of detail to it. And um, yeah, I enjoy Hey Mama a lot. Uh, number four seed, Devil in a New Dress. Number 13 seed, Real Friends. Devil in a New Dress is, um, is good. Um, I really like the, definitely the production on that. Um, I like Rick Ross on that, but I just didn't feel like there was a lot to it. Real Friends, uh, I love that song. I mean, it definitely, not just the production, not just the words, it just sticks in my head all the time. I'm a big fan of Life of Pablo, as you will see in this bracket. Um, as we go on. So I definitely. I, I gave it up to real friends. I definitely would rather play that over Devil in a New Dress. Number six seed crack music. Number 11 seed New Slaves. I gave this one. If you would have told me two months ago. That I even picked New Slaves in the first round. I probably wouldn't have believed you. I was not a fan of Jesus until lately. And it has definitely grown on me. I've given a lot more credit and respect than I used to. I used to hate Jesus i I wouldn't even listen to a song on it, and now i have I've definitely become a fan of it. Crack music is one of the best songs, probably on late registration, and that's why it was hard for me to give this to new slaves a little the production on new slaves is insanely good, especially the switch ups in like the last minute and a half um love all the lyrics on there Lo- the emotion just the all the stuff that Kanye brings in that song. I love. He embodies so much in that to me. He talks about a lot of things that he even talked about on graduation. But to me, he's just so angry and emotional about it that you can just feel it bleed through the speakers. I love New Slaves. Definitely gave that up to New Slaves. Number three seed, Flashing Lights. Number 14 seed, Famous. I think Flashing Lights, personally, is like really repetitive. And um, it was good... For the time. Uh, but as far as a timeless more. I think Famous is amazing. I think it was a big statement for Kanye. Especially on Life of Pablo. Not just the Taylor Swift line. But all of it. And him basically owning up to his own fame. And his own ego. And kind of embracing it in some sort of way. It, it kind of embodies the new Kanye. Um, so I gave it to Famous. Number 7. Big Brother. Number 10. Love Lockdown. I love Big Brother. Um, I I love the chorus on that. I love how he's kind of talking directly to Jay-Z. Kanye, as I realized in this bracket, I was listening back to certain tracks. Um, He gives a lot of credit, a lot of props to Jay-Z, treats him like his Big Brother, which is kind of sad to see on how they've kind of fallen in and out. But um, I really like Big Brother a lot. 10 Seed, Love Lockdown, I feel like that was a lot more of, what would I call innovative for its time, and still now, the production on it, it, it it's a lot more of that timeless, I talk about the timelessness of a song, and I, I definitely give that to Love Lockdown over Big Brother, personally. Uh, number two, Through the Wire, number 15 Seed, No Church in the Wild. I'm a huge fan of No Church in the Wild, especially with uh, Frank Ocean on there. That was back in like early Frank where people really didn't rap listeners didn't really know that who Frank Ocean was at that time. How legendary that is now. And looking back, I love to hear Frank Ocean on No Church in the Wild. I think that's the atmosphere of that song is just amazing. It's a very good go hard song. But Through the Wire is so legendary in its own way. I mean, Kanye rapping that whole song literally with his jaw wired shut after the infamous crash. Um, that song being on, uh, uh, I almost say graduation. Um, going blank here, guys. It is on College Dropout. And I think I might have said that earlier, too. Not sure, or not really messing up here. College Dropout though, went completely blank. Sorry. I've been so much Kanye today and so many different albums. I forgot the name of College Dropout, probably his most famous song. So I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'll catch a lot of heat for this, but who cares? Through the Wire is much more of a legendary song to me. Love the whole thing. Love the sample Through the Wire. Now going back up to the top of the bracket, it's Can't Tell Me Nothing, one seed, versus Never Let Me Down, nine seed. Not even really a question. Can't Tell Me Nothing everything about it to me is better. I really like never let me down. Don't get me wrong. But, um, can't tell me nothing. Took that without question. Uh, on to the next one. Hey mama. And real friends. I picked real friends. Uh, I talk about, I like the emotion on Hey mama, but it's definitely, um, a one note and to one person. Whereas I feel like real friends, not just the production, um, the chorus, and the things Kanye talks about there on there are very much more, m- more mature and talking, like I said, to everybody. It's not just a uh, a song for one person. It's for everybody. So anyways, I really like Real Friends. Big fan of Life of Pablo. I gave it to Real Friends. I would pick to listen to that every time on my iPhone than I would uh, Hey Mama. New Slaves versus Famous. Two months ago, I definitely would have picked Famous over New Slaves. Now, um, I feel like, like I said, Famous almost relies um, a lot towards that Taylor Swift line, and maybe that's why I give it so much credit, although I talk about, you know, I think it's more than that. But all of New Slaves versus all of Famous, I would rather listen to New Slaves. It just, I'd love it. I love New Slaves. I don't know how to describe that I just love something, but I love it. Um on to the next one, Love Lockdown through the wire. I really love Love Lockdown, but I like I said that, that legendary track of Through the Wire. I don't feel like can I don't feel like Love Lockdown can match that. I mean, Through the Wire is innovative in its own way and it was on the College Dropout at the beginning of Kanye's career. So I feel like that's, I just lean more towards that direction. I like that early Kanye. I uh, I do take into account that it was uh, early Kanye over later Kanye. And uh, yeah, I, I would pick Through the Wire over Love Lockdown. Now, Can't Tell Me Nothing and Real Friends. This is where My Life of Pablo uh, ends for this. I would pick Can't Tell Me Nothing Like I say, I mean, you you just listen to the first 10 or 15 seconds of that song and you can't tell me nothing. Sorry. But you would definitely pick Can't Tell Me Nothing over Real Friends. Like I said, maybe I I am uh, biased towards the production on that track and how just legendary that is. But all of the lyrics and all the lines in that song are just incredible to me. I love Can't Tell Me Nothing. I pick that over Real Friends. New Slaves Through the Wire. Now, this is where, if I didn't lose listeners where I talk about, I can't remember the name of College Dropout. If I didn't lose you there, I'll probably lose you here. New Slaves Over Through the Wire. I know, I'm surprising myself. And maybe a year from now, I'll slap myself. And two months ago, I keep talking about two months ago, but two months ago, I would have slapped myself as well. But I love New Slaves. I think... um, I gave it a really hard time at first, but the more I listen to it, the more I love it. And Through the Wire, I talk about all that innovativeness of of him rapping with his jaw closed. But as far as the lyrics and substance goes, I don't feel like he's saying a whole lot. Whereas on New Slaves, I feel like he is saying a whole lot. He has a lot to say. It's two different ways I could say that. But New Slaves over Through the Wire. Now, this is where we get to what's going to make it to the final four. Can't Tell Me Nothing or New Slaves. Again, this is where my uh, my love runs out for the underdog, New Slaves. Can't Tell Me Nothing is way too legendary. It's, it's just in every way possible, all around, talk about it again. I, I mean, why would I keep talking about tracks in a different way? I don't expect myself to. Can't Tell Me Nothing over New Slaves. That means the final four on the northwest side of the bracket. Now, I just can't honestly my brain is still swirling on how many people are gonna discredit me for not not remembering college dropout, but I've listened to more Kanye than you. Um I'm already dissing people. On to Donda. One seed all falls down, 16 seed addiction. All falls down. Every time. Um eight-seed monster, nine seed heartless. Uh I like Monster. the 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 production of it is really good. I am a big fan of My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. See, I do know albums, and um, I like it, but there's not a lot to it, and it has uh, those features on there. I feel like it, the I shook the lights out, or there's just not a lot there to me. I guess I would say whereas Heartless is probably the best song on 808s and Heartbreak, in my opinion. Has a lot more to say. Um, has a lot more nostalgia in my heart, probably, too. Heartless. Number five seed, Drive Slow. Number 12 seed, Highlights. Um, I like Highlights. That was probably one of the worst songs on Life of Pablo, though, in my opinion, if not the worst. So I, I, I like Drive Slow a lot. Um, not a huge fan of Late Registration, but um, definitely one of the better songs on there. So drive slow, and you should. Um, number four seed, runaway. Number thirteen seed, blood on the leaves. Um, blood on the leaves is awesome, and I talked about how much I like Yeezus now, but I don't like it that much. I'm not. Uh, I'm not crazy. <laughs> runaway. What What do I have to say about it? the piano? Push a tease. Uh, Feature on there is incredible as well. But just the emotion behind Runaway, I could sing that song every day for the rest of my life. Uh, whereas I don't know if I can say that about most of these songs. Runaway is definitely what we would call timeless. Runaway every time. Um, number six seed Blame Game. Number, what is that? Third, no, 11 seed Roses. Blame Game. Um, I'm a huge fan. I'm I'm not a big fan of Roses. I love Blame Game. Again, the emotion behind that, which is, what would you call that? Prevalent, which is uh, present on most of uh, my beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy. And yeah, another thing with that nostalgia and just emotion that Kanye brings, that raw emotion, where I don't get that with the earlier Kanye. And I guess that's why I like the new Kanye is he's just so upfront doesn't hold back at all. Again, blame game. Number three seed, good life. Number 14 seed, celebration. Celebration is good. Good life is, again, that I would, I'd pick good life every time over celebration. I don't know many people that wouldn't. Uh, so good life. Number seven seed, the glory. Number 10 seed, get them high. Um, I'd pick Get 'em High. I'm not a big fan of The Glory. Um, Get 'em High. Another one with a great sample, but also great lyrics, great production. Get 'em High. Number two seed All of the Lights. Number 15 seed School Spirit. I mean, again, School Spirit good. All of the Lights great. Uh, I do think All of the Lights is something that got overplayed a lot, and maybe that's something that plays them again in my head and uh, makes me almost biased against it in some in some ways but it just kind of repeats and it relies so much on the trumpets and but it's still a great song again a great song all the lights over school spirit staying on the down side of the bracket moving back up all falls down versus heartless uh, again heartless to me is probably the best song on 808s but all falls down is such a legendary Legendary song in my own heart. Not just like I talk about in pop culture or anything like that. I would pick All Falls Down over Heartless personally every time. Well, maybe not every time. Maybe some days I'm I'm feeling down. Eight out of ten times I'm picking All Falls Down. Now, down one, Drive Slow versus Runaway. (laughs) Like I say, I'm not a huge fan of uh, late registration. That's probably... um, Mid tier Kanye to me, but Runaway. I'm gonna be honest with you, like Runaway runs away with most of this bracket. Again, I'm I'm I'm, I'm with it with the punts tonight, but I'd pick Run. If you pick Drive Slow over Runaway, congratulations. I'm glad you like the album that much. Runaway's way too good. Runaway over Drive Slow, ten times out of ten for me. Blame Game versus Good Life. Um, I like good life. I like t paint on there, but it, it, it is kind of the one note, um, repetitive type of thing. Doesn't have a lot to say. Blame game has a lot to say. I guess that's something that I like a lot is lyrics and substance blame game over good life, B-b-b- just about every time, um, get them high versus all the lights. Like I said, I like get them high and I think all the lights is really good. Um, I don't know too many times I've listened to get them high. I honestly don't know too many times. I listen to all the lights, but I would pick all the lights over get them high for sure. Um, back up all falls down run away. If I didn't lose you on the last two times, this might be it. Uh, I know a lot of people all falls down is a huge song, but I do feel like it it relies on that sample. I like a lot of Kanye samples. I mean, there's some of the best parts, the highlights of his songs. But sometimes I feel like, am I just liking the song for that? Or am I liking it for something more? And I like Runaway for something more than just the piano at the beginning or anything like that. Uh, Runaway, overall, falls down. That was a very hard, that was probably one of the harder picks for me. Um, The same thing for New Slaves and Through the Wire. I mean, those were, Both very hard picks for me to make, but I I would pick Runaway over All Falls Down. Blame Game, All the Lights. I pick Blame Game over All the Lights, personally, almost all the time. Again, All the Lights is really good. Blame Game, to me, is great. It's just all it is. So now we have a, um, a Dark Twisted Fantasy little matchup here in the Elite Eight. Runaway and Blame Game. Both of them have that similar, like I talk about production, a lot to say. Incredible. But Runaway edges out Blame Game for me. Uh, yeah. I'm not trying to think on these too hard. I mean, I thought about them a lot. I thought about them very hard. But when it came down to, I just couldn't really choose too much. I just thought, what would I rather listen to? What would I play on a playlist First. I'd pick Runaway over Blame Game. So now on that side of the bracket, we have uh, Can't Tell Me Nothing versus Runaway on that side of the Final Four. We'll go ahead and move on to uh, Chicago, top right side of the bracket. Jesus Walks Murder to Excellence. Um, I really enjoy Murder to Excellence, another one. Uh, Excuse me. Uh, another one that I think is very low seeded, a 16 seed, uh, kind of hurt it a lot. If it featured as a eight or nine seed somewhere else in the bracket, I probably would have picked it, but one versus 16 with Jesus walks. Are you kidding me? Like Jesus walks every time, uh, street lights, number eight seed, uh, we don't care. Number nine seed, not a fan of street lights. a lot of eight Oh eights and heartbreak, um, I don't really like that much. There's three or four songs on there I like I talk about that I I really enjoy listening to. But besides that, I, I, I'm not a fan of Streetlights. We Don't Care. I love the chorus on that. I love the production. I'd pick We Don't Care. Like I'm trying to just explain these like I'm court. Um, Number five seed, We Major. Number 12 seed, 30 Hours. I pick 30 Hours. Uh, I like the Come On Homie We Major, but again, that, that, just kind of the repetitiveness. 30 Hours, I almost, I, this could go either way, personally, just because 30 Hours, I do really like the first half of the song. I love hearing Andre 3000 on there. Uh, all the production on it's great, but the second half is nothing but Kanye ad-libbing and talking, and it it just didn't, I would skip the second half of the song. But I still pick 30 hours over We Major. If I had to listen to one of the two, I would pick 30 hours. On to four-seed stronger, uh, 13-seed, Black Skinhead. Black Skinhead, amazing production. Uh, Another one on Yeezus. But uh, it's a hard matchup, personally. I, I really do think it's a hard matchup. Both of them make me just want to work my ass off. But... I would pick stronger over black skinhead. It it, it it could be a coin toss. It really could be. Um, but tonight I will pick stronger. Number six seed gold digger, number eleven seed, gotta have it. Um love another one that's a great sample, great production on Gotta Have It, but Gold Digger. Maybe that plays that nostalgia on me with Jamie Foxx, um, doing his Ray Charles impression. All the stuff Kanye talks about in that song. I just love, I mean, Gold Digger just holds a place in my heart that Gotta Have It doesn't. I would pick Gold Digger over Gotta Have It. Number three seed, Slow Jams. Number 14 seed, No More Parties in LA. That's incredible. Um. Slow Jams, I really do enjoy that song. I like Twista's um, his feature on that song. I enjoy that a lot. But No More Parties in L.A. has everything to me. And it also has a Kendrick feature. And that's probably what edged it out for me. Again, if I'm picking between two songs, No More Parties in L.A. Now, this one is a really hard one. Uh, seven Seed, Say You Will, Ten Seed, Good Morning, And they're both intro songs, so maybe that also is what made it hard for me to choose between. Say You Will is probably behind Love, Lockdown, and Heartless on 808s and Heartbreak to me. Uh, I really like Graduation. I'm a big fan of Graduation. And um, Good Morning. I I just had to go with Good Morning. Uh, Say You Will is probably, I felt like it was just the chorus that I was really in love with, honestly. The production is great. I mean, the production is great on both. But as far as lyrics and the substance I talk about, um, Say You Will was more repetitive. Good Morning had a lot more to say to me, personally. So number two seed, Power. Number 15 seed, Father Stretch My Hands, part one. Uh, Huge fan of Father Stretch My Hands and Life of Pablo, as I talked about before. But Power is just, it goes way too hard. Um, And holds that nostalgia I guess maybe I do play a little bit on what was played a lot when I was younger and um what's bigger to me Ah, golly I'm really feeling torn now the more I think about it but yeah I'd go I'd go power over father stretch my hands for sure now back up to the top Jesus walks we don't care Jesus walks you're gonna argue uh, 30 Hours Stronger. I'm going to go sh- Stronger. As I talk about the second half 30 hours is weak to me. And um, I think Stronger is definitely one of... I'm not even going to say one of Kanye's Stronger songs. Because... Uh, no. But Stronger over 30 hours. Uh, Gold Digger. No More Parties. If I don't let the nostalgia play on my heart... With Gold Digger, I would pick Parties again. I love the lyrics to part of that. Um, I love the production on that, and I am a huge fan of Life of Pablo, where that plays in the album between the two songs. If I'm listening with friends, I'd go no parties. I'm not gonna think. I'm, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not gonna try to explain this too hard. Uh, good morning, Power. I'd go Power for sure. Um, every time good morning is a very good intro track, but if we're talking track versus track, power wins all the time, uh, Jesus walks stronger. This is where stronger uh, stops for me. Jesus walks. I just love Kanye's. Um, it's his openness to religion, the way he talks about it, the sample on there, all the stuff about Jesus walks to me and stronger. It was really good because it had, um, forgetting their name right now mm, we got a second here what was there daft punk that's what i couldn't think of daft punk and it had the electro feel it was definitely something uh newer for kanye but jesus walks being on college dropout uh being in the beginning and living all the way down through kanye's music even chance referencing on uh, referencing it on a. Uh, ultralight beam. I'm a huge fan of Jesus walks over stronger. Parties versus power. I'd pick power. I mean, that's kind of where, uh, where parties would stop for me. Powers is way too good for party all around, just from front to back. And, um, why do I want to say the power of it, but power over parties, Jesus walks versus power power is definitely go hard. Jesus walks much more emotional. And, uh, I personally would pick the emotion over power. Just, I, I guess it does have that repetitive nature too. Just so really need to, I'd, I'd pick Jesus walks. I'd pick Jesus walks over power. Now down to the final side of the bracket. So far we have can't tell me nothing runaway, and Jesus walks in the final four. And uh, in the saint part of the bracket, we have Touch the Sky versus New Workout Plan. Now, I don't know if this is in the spirit of UMBC or what, but I am a huge fan of New Workout Plan. I am not a huge fan of Touch the Sky, one that I do feel like relies on the chorus. I love Lupe Fiasco, but I I, I like New Workout Plan. It's an underdog for sure, but it's a personal uh, song I like a lot new workout plan champion versus Otis uh this is the first one I would probably yeah I'd probably go Otis over champion we're just kind of keep running through here just I'm just gonna look and say hey this is my personal one and this is what I like just to get you guys through this spaceship versus ultra light beam ultra light beam is one of my favorite songs of all time <laughs> Not just uh, Kanye, uh, personal. I, I love the vibe of Ultralight Beam. I know that it's probably the most overused word in today's culture, but Ultralight Beam is not even an upset to me in that. I love Spaceship a lot. It's a really good song, but Ultralight Beam is on another level. Dark Fantasy Diamonds from Sierra Leone. Not a huge fan of Diamonds from Sierra Leone. Again, not a huge fan of Late Registration. Uh, Dark Fantasy being the opening track on my uh, beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. I I like the way it opens up. Can we get much higher? Um, Sorry about that. But, uh, yeah, I, I would pick Dark Fantasy. Heard him say, I wonder. I would go heard him say. Gorgeous, homecoming, that I would, I would go Gorgeous. I love, that's one of the best verses by Kanye uh, to me when you go back and listen to that. Uh, another one that I talk about, the timelessness, I love. I love Gorgeous. Bound 2, Family Business, Bound 2. Uh, another one that I didn't really like at all before. I remember when I saw that video come out with him and Kim K, and I thought the, it was so overdone. I didn't really like any of it, but now I really, really like Bound 2. And family business is good, but bound 2 is better. We're just going to call this one um, in uh, asterisk, 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 asterisk S in Paris. Um, that's what it is on the paper, but we'll just call it Paris. And um, that over late, I pick Paris every time. Every time. The production, everything about that. Probably that nostalgia that plays again, but I'd pick Paris. Back to the top of Saint. A uh, New Workout Plan, Otis. I would pick New Workout Plan. Another one, like say I say, it's a personal thing for sure. It's not even one of the top songs on that album, but the way it's playing out is the 16 seed just made it to the Sweet 16. This, this could be a prediction for the future. You don't know. Ultralight Beam, Dark Fantasy. Ultralight Beam. Again, on another level. Heard him say... Gorgeous. I go gorgeous. I like heard him say, um, but gorgeous again. I, I believe it has one of the um, the best Kanye verses in my opinion. I love the vibe. Bound to Paris. I go Paris. Bound to is really good. Paris is better. New workout plan. Ultralight beam. Ultralight beam. Again, I, I have a uh, personal love for for new workout plan. I guess I just like how the whole song is literally like a, a workout plan. And you could dance to it. It's a very uh, groovy song. Ultra light beam speaks from the heart, from the soul, from from the mind, from everything. Uh, gorgeous Paris, I go gorgeous Paris goes hard. It was really hard. Uh, the beat on that is just um, almost hard to. Um, to match up against but again gorgeous to me has incredible production incredible lyrics i go gorgeous i go gorgeous now ultralight beam and gorgeous you could probably guess what i'm going to do here it's probably the chance verse that does it for me it's pro everything about it but honestly it's ultralight beam again not trying to uh force my personal taste on anybody This is personal taste. So now we're down to the final four. Finally, as I've stumbled through all of it. Can't Tell Me Nothing, Runaway. As I talk about, from front to back, both of these songs are incredible. Again, (laughs) six months from now, I'll probably feel differently. So I'm just going to go with what I feel now, and I would pick Runaway. I would. Um, I pick Runaway. Jesus Walks, Ultralight Beam. Both of these. It's kind of ironic. I guess you call it this religious side of the bracket. Um, because both of these are kind of Kanye. Kanye's opening up. Ultralight Beam less because he only has one verse on there. I understand that. I understand that Jesus Walks is much more of Kanye's perspective. But if we're doing song to song, um, I don't care how legendary Jesus Walks is. Ultralight Beam. I'm going biased all the way. Ultralight Beam. Life of Pablo. We have a 12 seed in the finals. Again, the seeds didn't really matter to me when I was picking this song. <laughs> Runaway. Ultralight Beam. Now, this is very, very interesting. Um, no, it isn't. Ultralight Beam. There we go. Probably just lost a lot of listeners on this one. What a lot of long-time listeners. All three of you. But there you have it, Ultralight Beam. I, I cannot wait to see your feedback. Maybe some of you will, you know, agree with some of my picks, like, like the underdogness of some of them, the personal taste of some. Uh, again, I tried not to. At the beginning, I thought, oh, uh, pulp, pulp, pop culture plays no part in this. But the more I went on, the more I realized, you know, some of them do hold nostalgia, and it maybe was because of pop culture. But again, I do not pick. I didn't pick any of these songs based on what anybody else would pick because then it wouldn't be my picks. I'm not trying to say that makes me holier than thou. I'm just saying that um, that's that's the way I like to come from it. Uh, so there you have it. Ultralight Beam, in my opinion, best song. Best song in the bracket. Runaway, very close second. But it did come in second. Wow. Did I just talk about Kanye for thirty over 30 minutes? That bracket. Like I say, it's a really great bracket. Uh, you guys should definitely check it out. It's on Twitter. I'm sure I'll post it. I would really, really like to see other people's picks. Like It takes a minute for sure. And I went back and listened to a lot of these tracks. But again, I realized that all this thinking wasn't really good. And it just matters about my personal taste. And I really shouldn't even have to listen to the songs to know that. Didn't really have to do all that research, but I did. Because I love you guys. And I I, I want to give the best performance I can give. As you can see, that's a C plus. That's about a C-plus performance. Getting there, though. Thank you guys again for listening. I wouldn't want to hold up your time anymore if you've made it this far. You deserve a cookie. But we don't have the production cost to make cookies. So I apologize. I hope you liked the bracket. Enjoyed the podcast. Enjoyed watching UMBC win. Enjoyed the Avengers trailer. And enjoy the rest of March Madness. Because contrary to popular belief, um, it doesn't last forever. It's it, it, It's here and it's gone. This is something I should definitely work on. It's the ending of a podcast. You know, like, it's probably something I should practice. I always think the beginning, the intro, of course, like coming strong. I I, I guess I I start good, I end badly. Maybe it's because I think, you know, who's really listening at 52 minutes in? In a solo podcast. Am I too hard on myself? I'm too hard on myself. Thank you guys again for listening. Can't wait to see you in the next episode. Give me feedback. Peace out.